Hello and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB, and with me today is Jared Levin, joining us by phone. What's up? And uh, we're missing Aaron today. We'll be missing Aaron for our next review episode, too, because she is away in Ireland. Her ancestral homeland. In chasing down, I don't know. A husband? Yeah, <laughs> that is what she said. She's chasing down a husband. And uh, a Guinness with the best Jameson whiskey chaser, I guess. I don't know. She's remaking the green card. Yeah. Oh, you think that's what it is? Yeah. Green also being the color for Ireland, too. Very lush. Perfect. So it is the holidays, and with Aaron being out of town, we're going to break format just a little bit. Um, This will be a sort of bonus episode to our last movie review, which was for Lords of Dogtown. And so Jared and I thought instead of leaving our audience in the lurch, that we would watch and review the documentary that inspired Lords of Dogtown. And that documentary is called Dogtown and Z-Boys. Yeah, and Jared, what do you what do you know about this one? Oh, all, all I know is like, because if you surf in that area and you talk to someone who is around Tony Alba's age, who I've surfed with, everyone talks about, yeah, I, I remember the Z-Boys when they surfed by that Ocean Park Pier before it was over there, you know, and everyone everyone quotes it about how, how modern skateboarding started. A well-known story, at least out here, and again, for a lot of the... Rest of the country, you know, this documentary sort of brought that story to the fore. And then it sort of became common knowledge, I, I feel like, for yeah. most people. Because this was a big documentary. So Lords of Dogtown came and went. It didn't get a lot of fanfare. I don't remember if we had the budget numbers as to whether or not it made back its money either. But Dogtown and Z-Boys, I do remember hearing about, even in Chicago. Uh, this was a pretty big film a good documentary uh well reviewed well received and this comes in may of 2002 this thing was released and the connection as well to lords of dogtown is that dogtown and z boys was written and i don't uh, was it also produced by stacy peralta I, I think it was because now he's starting to direct the only reason why i know this name drop moment Oh, uh, we need a we need a sound oh, effect. Yeah, <laughs> we need a thud sound effect. <laughs> I auditioned for uh, something that Stacy Peralta was directing, and I didn't get it. But I was uh, uh, in the audition. I was like, "Yo, Tony Alba cut me off in April when I was surfing Bay Street. Hey, right, man, pump down the line. Don't cut back on me, please." That's right. This is for that Olympics uh, commercial. I think you mentioned that in our Loads of Dogtown uh, review. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And it, it actually is Stacy Peralta was the director of this film. So it wasn't that he was the producer. He was the director. He was also the writer along with Craig Stesic. Ooh, I don't know who that is. Craig Stesic. So um, that's kind of interesting because at least here we see that he's not writing it alone, which was my understanding of Lords of Dogtown, which was one of my big criticisms with that movie. So here, yeah. 
Yeah, so with Lords of Dogtown, he was the sole writer, and here he is um, partnering with Craig Stesick, and apologies if I'm mispronouncing his name, So, but he did direct it. Now, one thing I will say is that I recently watched another movie of his that when I bought it, I didn't realize that this was a Stacey Peralta movie. I just bought it because I think it came up with a suggestion in Amazon. And it looked really interesting, so I bought a used copy. It's called Writing Giants. Have you heard of this one? Yeah, I've heard of Writing Giants. That was like the big wave surfing documentary. Yes. And... I started watching it one night while we were sitting on the couch and I turned it off in the first five minutes. I'm like, no way are we sitting and watching this. This is this is kind of terrible. Um, it, yeah. it starts out really terrible, I'll say, but it got a lot better. And then you hear Laird Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, so but well, the documentary just starts out awful. Like it's not something you want to sit on the couch and watch. And then they do all this. Like in the first few minutes, there are beautiful shots of these waves crashing and nice, pleasant music. And then it cuts to Lincoln Park music being played over bigger <laughs> waves. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then it just goes into a history, like a kind of animated history of surfing and again right now there is still no voiceover and then all of a sudden it cuts to a uh, like a title card and now we're talking about the earliest days of surfing and now this narrator comes in from out of nowhere i'm like what the fuck is going on there's like no consistency at all to this and then it was when they went to the first interview and it's uh ed knoll is that his name yeah i know and he also is a shaper yeah he shapes boards he is fucking awesome love that dude but they're in the interview is shaky cam they're doing shaky cam on a fucking interview. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm turning this shit off. This is not what I'm going to sit here and watch. And so I went back to it later um, while I was working out. Because I just work out in the, the family room area. And I was like, I'll watch it while I'm working out. And then it be, it was a lot better to watch it that way because it was such quick cutting. I'm like, this is going to piss me off. But I, I just want to see like long shots of people surfing. Like, that's cool. And then, then again, the shaky cam on the interviews, which actually then they kind of got away from. So it's like by the halfway through the movie, they've done away with this stupid bullshit where they're going to like do shaky cam and the camera's moving in and out and side to side just on, on a one-on-one with somebody. Yeah, it was filmed for the IMAX theaters too. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> Why would they do that? That's crazy. I don't... Lincoln Park is the gateway to doing shaky cam. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Lincoln Park drove me... It's It feels really 2000s, early 2000s. Um, but it gets better. Now, it's funny because um, I remember... Because I started surfing in the early 2000s. And one of my friends was like, yeah, man. All right, so if you think Larry Hamilton's acting is bad in North Shore, imagine him interviewing him in real life. <laughs> <laughs> unscripted Laird Hamilton. <laughs> oh my god, you guys you guys hate on Laird Hamilton because I was like in here I'm like, well, this is much better cuz he's got a, a personality here. <laughs> you guys are shitting on his 
his interviewing. I mean, I don't know. That dude comes from a pretty rough background. I think there's been some, you know. Oh, dude, he's made so much money. I, I, I just like every time I surf a point break and I'm about to get a wave and, there, and I'm in a crowded point and there's a sup and then a hydrofoil who's, uh, you know, I'm going to get cut by an hydrofoil, you know. Uh, you, you know, it, it's personal. <laughs> I saw a lot. Of the, my first time really being out. Well, my first time seeing them was recently at Sunset Beach on the way home. I saw people on a hydrofoil and I did a double take, a legit double take, because I'm like, wait, is that guy riding out toward the water on a surfboard? I'm like, how does that fucking work? And then I'm like, oh, I guess that's those hydrofoil things. And then my first time being out in the water with one was in Hawaii and they were, yeah, all over the place. (laughs) Hydrofoils, they're kind of cool, but like the I was paddling back out after catching a wave and I'm paddling back out. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're looking ahead for people. And then all of a sudden you hear something behind you and it comes whipping by you. And you're like, oh my God, what the, and you're, oh, it's the guy on the hydrofoil because they can go backwards somehow. So he's so dangerous. You know, they can surf any soft spot in Malibu, but they find the place where people who can, who need to paddle out and catch waves they go there it's like you can go anywhere else and that's because of laird hamilton but even when i was this is before all this stuff and the hydrofoil was out in the market i remember my friend being like yeah man laird hamilton's just like broing out with his tow partner he's like yo bro i'm just catching waves man (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah he is he, he is like that i mean he but he is it's hard to deny that he is an amazing fucking athlete and oh definitely yeah for sure dude especially at his age he's still ripped he's yoked he looks like a i mean to be his age and still rip and you know shredded but damn god these inventions are gonna kill me <laughs> i know and i have one of them right i have the my stand-up paddleboard is what 11 and a half feet it's fucking huge yeah. although i haven't ridden it really like at all since getting into surfing and my memory of it was that the thing weighs 50 pounds it's such like a missile and i was recently oh i built a rack for my boards in my in my garage just like a cheap rack to get them off the ground which is pretty ridiculous when you think about it i have a rack with two wave storms and then two sock tops but it's like i'm like the valley setup yeah, yeah, it's a, a total a total valley boy, right? I got a, two beaten up wave storms sitting on a fucking rack. Like, what the, what the fuck? You keeping these prized possessions off the ground? But anyway, but it, it's uh, it's so that I could get to my paddleboard now that it's winter, and I plan to get back on it after the rains. But I picked it up and moved it, and I'm like, oh, this shit ain't so heavy. It's really amazing. Like, uh, picking it up, I'm like, oh, this this thing isn't that heavy at all. Surprisingly, for how big it is. You're going to get Laird Hamilton muscles before uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It was just a, it was, it was a, um, a little bit of humble brag and about how, how much, how buff I've become <laughs> after, <laughs> after all the wine and beer this year. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been man, great. You're going to be like a Viking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Laird Hamilton looks like a Greek god. He totally fucking does. Yeah, and he's, he's got a supermodel wife of some kind, Gabrielle Reese. I can't remember. She's an athlete, too. She's like a world... Yeah, she's a volleyball player, or was a volleyball player. I'm going to say, yeah, volleyball. Uh, she seems cool as hell. I mean, I don't know. He seems cool um, to me. I got a, I get a different impression of him from the interviews. But the end, the end of that, the back half of that um, documentary, uh, Riding Giants, is 
pretty great. And then they have some great camera work. Like now they're not using old footage. They're going out there with these cameras and catching them riding uh, Peahi, uh Jaws. Yeah. Right. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and it's great. I mean. It's all right. You're Holly. You can say that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, well so is fucking Laird. And he talks about how he used to get the shit kicked out of him growing up in Hawaii because he was like the textbook version of the people who came and destroyed the hawaiians culture so we used to get the shit kicked out of them by the hawaiians yeah. on a regular basis yeah, hawaii's the only state where white <laughs> where white people are a minority who get their ass kicked i was on my guard for it you know uh, I was, when i paddled down it was just being super cautious and respectful and like hanging to the side and letting people kind of ingratiating myself i didn't know that i didn't feel like there were i was at where a lot of locals go to but the spot up behind yeah. our place felt like it would be. I mean, it was a pretty good spot, and it was not like a bunch of tourists, or it didn't seem that way. But um, well, but yeah, I don't think I really got into like a local spot anyway. But um, no, you you don't you don't come off as a typical what they call a vow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, even with, even with the waves don't because when they see you with the shorter board, they're like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> really? Even though it's a soft top, uh, dude. Yeah, if, if you if you ride it with a shorter board, people are like more like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that was the yeah. shortest board I've ever ridden. That was a f- that was three inches shorter than my latest one. It was like a six two. Is that right? Yeah, six yeah, two sushi, and yeah, they it was kind of fun i was thinking of getting one but now i think next summer i might try a hard board a real board yeah i have a hard time riding those boards they're like it's like riding a boogie board well yeah. the hard top one i'm sure i'm sure you have no problem with the soft top one it was a little bit more stable yeah i remember one time i was like i i uh i was gonna be cocky with it i was like yeah waves look good i paddle I act like I know what I'm doing, and then I fall right in my face. Well, they feel like what I imagine those little skateboards. It's a segue back into our documentary. Yeah, sorry. We keep on, you know, hey, that's their roots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, this all this all buns together. But it's what I imagine those little skateboards that they're riding feel like. They just kind of zip, like, in and the slightest... Uh, shifting of your weight is going to send it careening in that direction. Like that's kind of how those sushi boards kind of feel. And what I imagine those little skateboards, those penny boards, I think I heard you call them. Yeah, dude, they're hard to use. You know, I locked my truck on one of them. Whew, not easy to do. But I like the uh, 80s style with the one kick tail and it's kind of, it kind of kicks in. Well, that must have been what that one skater you said ollied over that trash can on. Yeah. So that guy was um, played Christian Hisoy, who was going to be on this documentary. Oh, okay. And the guy who uh, played him was a pro skater. Uh, his, his name's Wynn, but his nickname, they call him Nuge. And, of course, Christian Hisoy was also in Thrashing. Yeah. Well, um, and I guess we, yeah, it was going down that path of writing Giants to say, like, it started out really bad, but it got a lot better. And by the end, I was having a lot of fun with that documentary. It just started out really bad. So I have high hopes for this documentary. And, um, you know, when we get to the review, it's it's going to be a little bit different vibe. And again, it's the holidays. So this is kind of like a more relaxed fit 
episode for us where it'll be just Jared and I and we'll be just be talking about this documentary which won't lend itself to a lot of you know mocking of stupid plots and stupid acting but really just yeah. um kind of going through but like I was alluding to with um watching the beginning of Riding Giants which started out terribly it's good to kind of see like a bad documentary or at least the opening was bad to yeah. that and then the rest of it got a lot better um so i would i would actually recommend riding giants in in the end a little history lesson early 2000s you know if you, if you want to know the surf report the internet was not everyone had dial up or uh, not even dsl so sometimes you had to listen to the alternative rock station which would have the surf report and you're gonna listen to lincoln park would uh would K Rock have have any kind of a surf report like for its weather? Yeah. Like they would throw that in there, really? Mm-hmm. Oh man, some of the rock stations still do. Oh, that's really cool. God damn, I so needed to grow up out here, or at least have come out here in my twenties. How do you think I feel, man? I could have been a pro. I could have gotten. I could have went through the QS grind and uh, paid eight hundred dollars to register and get eliminated in contests. Oh, <laughs> oh! I thought you were, you were gonna say like get eliminated like uh, Laird by pulling on uh, what, uh, uh, that, what was the actor's name? His his leash <laughs> while going yeah, for yeah, a wave. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do the leash pull. I'll tell him I'm soul, and then come up. I'm a soul surfer. Hey, well, well, hey, man, that still gets you on the front page of the Honolulu News. So <laughs> yeah, you got praise. And you know You're what? Cool, Any publicity is good publicity. So that's true. When Laird did it, he looked graceful, though. Yeah, he looked cool, right? He probably parlayed that into some tail and uh, some promotional work. You know, he's putting on some Calvin Klein underwear, and bam. Yeah, <laughs> they did have like a couple of shots of him. Like that's how he was starting to pay for things when he started out was by yeah. modeling. It's like, oh, yeah. Jesus. So uh, you want to take a look at the trailer for Dogtown and Z-Boys? Okay. All right. And here we go. guys that would have been chosen last to succeed we're from venice it was dirty it was filthy it was uh paradise won a lot of awards our history is based on low rods and hot rods it was dogtown and dogtown was a place where you had to have eyes in the back of your head. There wouldn't be any X Games if it wasn't for that whole scene. Most of us came from broken homes. We had these shirts and we had dark blue vans, and that was our uniform. There was a scary thing about it, like, well, these guys will kick your ass. The Zephyr team had guys with all different styles and really sparked a revolution. We've got Henry Rollins, Tony Hawk being interviewed here. Oh, some good surfing footage that we like. idolized. We did extensive yeah, that's what I like about looking these for early backyard pools. We would drive up and down the alleys, standing on the roofs of the cars. We'd drain a 30,000-gallon swimming pool in less than four hours. The water had to go, and they had to be ridden, man. <laughs> we really didn't know what was possible. It had never been done before. There was no promise in it. There was no nothing in it. And all of a sudden, we said, whoa, wait a minute. There's something more to this. People are looking at these magazines, and they're seeing us. My deal was like, I'm going to make some money. I'm going to do it all right now. All of a sudden, everyone is famous, and they know it. The tension was really high. I could see that things were just going to cave in. 
Wow. Things don't always work out how you kind of want them to, you know what I mean? That's it Jay Adams. It turned into like a rock star thing, you know? Oh, Jay For some Adams. reason, by doing something that everyone said was a waste of time, we ended up influencing kids all around the world. Well, I was on summer vacation for about 20 years. So this is narrated as well by Sean Penn. Who played Spicoli. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wonder if that was a nod to that. Yeah. So that is Dogtown and Sea Boys, and I'm looking forward to this. I mean, I said <laughs> I said at the end of our Lords of Dogtown review that if it, I didn't even mean this as a joke, but it came out this way. I said if it comes down to whether you should watch Lords of Dogtown or Thrashin, I recommend watching the documentary Dogtown and Sea Boys. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> So, well, we'll see if it holds true. Yeah, I know so many people who've seen it, and they said it's good. Well, it sounds uh, sounds good, and we'll be back next week with uh, Jared and me with our thoughts on Dogtown and Z-Boys, Bandcast Movie Trash's first and perhaps only documentary. All right. In the meantime, if you want to find out more about this show and any of other shows, head on over to Bandcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bandcast. Follow Jared at Taraj Novell on Instagram. And we will see you all next week. All right. Thinking like this can take life.